Hi, everybody. This is Kevin Clark with Valpoint Real Estate Development in Fairhope, Alabama. And I wanted to come to you today with, a, I think, an important episode of Decoding Real Estate in Baldwin County, Alabama. Hope all of you are well. Thanks for listening. I have clients who come to me periodically and would say, you know, I'm just not sure if I'm ready to buy a home. I, uh, I'm a new home buyer. I've never had a home before. And, you know, I know about the money you have to come up with, your down payment, your mortgage you know, payment, your uh, closing costs, and all these things. And I, I say to them, well, there's a question you should ask before that. I, I know you have to figure out what your budget is and the type of home and your credit and your down payment and your earnest money and your closing costs. And But what about whether or not you should even be buying a home yet? Have you thought about the cost of homeowner ownership? It's, it's important because a lot of people don't think about it. And I just want to spend a minute on it and just see if you can get some better perspective about sort of the big picture. You know, when you're buying your first house and you've never had an experience like that, a lot of the time the focus is on, well, how much money do I have saved? What's my income, my credit scores? You know, how much is the down payment or the uh, down I'm going to be? It's going to be 20%, 5%, 3.5% like for the FHA. And, you know, what are my closing costs going to be And you know, What's my, you know, issue going to be here with getting all the money together? And I say, well, what about the precursor to that? You've been living in somebody's other home. You've been either living with your parents, you've been renting an apartment, renting a home. You've never had a home that you owned. And when you don't own a home, a lot of times you just don't know the cost of ownership. Now, of course, there is your mortgage, which is your principal, the amount of money you borrowed that has to be paid off every month, which is usually amortized or spread out over 30 years or 360 months. And then you have interest. Now your interest rate affects this, but when you borrow money, you pay rent on that money and that comes in the form of interest. That's how you can think about it. I'm gonna borrow $200,000 I've got to pay for the use of that money until I pay it off so that whoever's lending me the money makes some kind of rate of return or profit on letting me use that money for five years, 10 years, 30 years. So that's going to be your interest payment. But there's a lot more that's involved beyond just your principal and your interest because those amounts are fixed every month. They spread them out over 30 years and they come up with a monthly amount, assuming that you have a fixed rate loan. If you have a variable rate loan, they'll have different times and amounts they can raise that um, monthly amount based on the interest changing. But we're generally talking about fixed rate loans. So now, what else is there? Well, there's a lot. When you rent, you don't pay property taxes and you don't pay insurance on the property and you don't pay homeowner association dues And you don't maintain the property. And in many cases, you don't even pay utilities. Or even in some apartment complexes, you don't pay for the cable. So there's a lot of things that when you own a home that come into play that you're maybe not used to paying. Now, maybe with rent on some 
situations, it's all factored into your rent amount. But when you own a home, it's all broken out. And here's how it works. You got your principal and interest payment. But what you also have to worry about is property taxes and property insurance. <clears throat> Excuse me. Your property taxes could be anywhere from $500 a year to several thousand dollars a year. And you generally are paying them once or twice a year, depending on the jurisdiction. But your lender who gave you the money doesn't want to have you faced with a decision where you have to come up with a lot of money for property taxes and also a lot of money up front in one case or another for insurance. Now, they may happen at different times, but the reality is that could be several thousand dollars each, depending on where you are. So what lenders do is they have what are called reserves or impounds. What they'll do is they'll say, all right, your property taxes are $500 or let's say $600, make it easier for the math. And that's going to cost you $50 a month. Now, they may pay it quarterly, twice a year, once a year. But what they'll do is, in addition to your principal and interest, they will have you pay an additional $50 with those other charges. <clears throat> and then what that'll do is they put into a bank account or reserve account, and that money is held for you until your property taxes are due. And when that happens, they pay on your behalf the property taxes, and then you will get a notification from them and also the property tax authority that your property taxes have been paid. And that will happen for the balance of the loan for as long as you have it. The second thing you may have is your homeowners association, excuse me, your insurance on the property. We'll get to homeowners association, but you'll have insurance on your property. And that property insurance could be for wind or rain damage, could be for flood, variety of different things. But that has to be paid because the lender who gave you all the money doesn't want to have their property get damaged and not have it get repaired through insurance. Because many times a homeowner can't do that. And that's usually a requirement of getting a loan. Now, if you pay cash, you could not necessarily have that type of insurance. But you'd be a fool if you didn't because chances are the insurance, whether it's $1,000 or $2,000 a year, is better than trying to come out of pocket $50,000 if you had severe damage to your property. So let's say your insurance is $1,200 a year. They're going to divide that by 12 and they're going to charge you $100 a month. And that will be impounded just like the property taxes. And then when your insurance comes due every year, it'll be automatically renewed and paid for by the lender with those impounded or reserved monies. And that will continue for the entire length of the ownership of the property. Now, I mentioned earlier, homeowners association dues. Well, with homeowners association dues, many subdivisions, especially here in Southern Alabama, have nice, beautiful subdivisions with lots of homes, and many of them have amenities and things that need to be paid for that are not physically within the four corners of your lot or on your lot. It could be streets, curbs, could be lighting, electrical for the lighting, signage on the front, exterior fencing for the subdivision. It could be maintenance on common areas such as grassy areas they could have a clubhouse that has to be paid for and maintained and insured what about if they had a tennis court 
or they have some other kind of amenities, a pool, which also need to be maintained and also paid for. So what they do is, is they have homeowners associations that come up with the cost. They divide it among all the property owners who own all the lots and the homes, and they come up with a monthly amount. Now that amount can vary from home to home. And in some subdivisions, it's just the same for every home. But regardless, you're going to pay anywhere from nothing to possibly up to thousands of dollars a month if it's a condominium. Because condominiums have significant, significant uh, benefits, especially the condo towers down in Gulf Shores, Orange Beach, and so on. But those high-end properties, along with the cost of the HOA fees, many times includes electricity, cable, and other items and things that they have that are unique to condominiums or multifamily situations. But with homes, single-family homes in a subdivision, they usually are all the same, but some larger subdivisions, for some reason, based on the number of phases or levels of development they've had over the years, may have different amounts. Well, that you've got to pay, and that's something you're not accustomed to. There's also some other costs that many people don't think about. When you're living in an apartment or living at your parents' house, which is nothing wrong with that, or living with roommates, you generally don't have to maintain the property. That's why property taxes and insurance on the property, unless you have renter's insurance, most people are not accustomed to. So what do you have to worry about with your property. Well, you have to, many cases, if you're renting a home, they may make you mow the lawn, but in some cases they'll provide that and that's just built into the lease. Likewise, with apartment complexes. So what you're faced with is when you own a home, you've got to pay for the maintenance of the property, including the landscape and everything else. You've got to watch out for the exterior and interior of the property. If there's something that needs to be updated or fixed, it's all on you. Now, if you get a home warranty, that's fine. That's only for the first year and not necessarily going to cover everything. Even if it's a brand new home, sometimes there's going to be situations where you're going to need to maintain the house and keep it in good shape. If it's a resale home, there may be certain items like the roof, air conditioning, water heater, plumbing, appliances that eventually may fail and you're going to have to pay for the replacement of those. So you need to factor all that in because sometimes there are expensive items that can fail. Air conditioning, if your air conditioning, even though it was warranted for a year, fails completely at some point, there's no guarantee that um, a home warranty or some other course of recovery is going to be available to you. And air conditioning is get very expensive, five, six, ten thousand dollars, depending on the home and the type of unit you need, the amount of tonnage of air it needs to be able to produce out. The other thing is roof. What if you have uh, damaged the roof, and let's say there's a deductible on the insurance for you to have that damage on the roof? You've got to pay for the deductible, or you may have to patch it yourself meaning get a contractor out, and that can cost money. And with appliances, if the refrigerator fails, if the dishwasher, microwave, if a window gets broken, uh, if you have a leak that happens sometimes, 
All those things are costs that you're going to bear. So when you start thinking about home ownership, you need to really think about, well, what if the garage door failed or the motor broke or one of the um, torsion bar um, springs broke or had an issue and you have to get the garage door serviced? Well, that could be several hundred dollars or a lot more. It could be thousands. So you need to think about this. And that's why home inspections are so important and making sure that if you can get a warranty, get one. Because with resale homes, if you've done a good home inspection, you know all the problems, you can start factoring in what's going to fail. They may say the air conditioning works fine now, but it's 15 years old, getting toward the end of its life expectancy. Roof looks okay still, but it's been there for 20 years. And that's getting close to being at the outer limits of its reasonable use life expectancy. Water heaters, even a refrigerator, even a new refrigerator. Eventually, you may have to replace that. Washer and dryer, you may have to buy, which is something people don't factor in if they're renting a home and they have an on-site facility that you can take your laundry to in apartment buildings. So there are a lot of things you need to think about. And if you think about them on the front end, and you budget accordingly and make a wise, informed decision, you're going to know, I have the money for a down payment and earnest money. I have money for the closing costs. I can pay for my credit report. I can pay for my inspection. I'm going to be able to have enough money to cover the monthly payment of principal and interest. I know how much my property taxes are and how much that'll cost every month. I know how much the property insurance is. I know what my HOA fees are. I know how old the roof is, the air conditioning, the water heaters, the garage door, all items and systems that are in the house. And you can budget accordingly. And sometimes people have a separate checking account just to keep money in there in case one of these items fails. So what you need to do as a first-time home buyer, and frankly, as any level of home buying experience, whether you've done it 40 times or you've done it once, you need to see what your budget is, what you're willing to do, and how much expense are you willing to accept as part of your homeownership responsibilities. Now, I may have missed a thing or two. I think I've pretty well covered it. But I want you to understand, ask your realtor, ask your lender, ask your person, a friend of yours who or a family member or your parents or older brother or siblings who have owned a home. What kind of maintenance issues have you run into over the years or what should I be looking out for? Your realtor is going to let you know, but your friends may give you and your family may give you a better unvarnished version of what they've experienced and what that experience is like and the costs. Now, maybe it changes over the years, but you'll have a general idea of what you're looking at. And you can, if you want, even take it to the extreme and say, well, I have to get a new roof. It's going to be X. New air conditioning system going to be Y. I need to get a new garage door, do this or upgrades or things like that I want to do later in the life with this house to maintain it or improve it. Maybe you want different finishes in the kitchen or the bathrooms. Factor all those things in. Is this home right for you? Are you ready to um, undertake that kind of responsibility? And most people are when they get to the stage where they start looking for homes. Once they've gotten all the financial aspects done, they are able to 
understand the cost of ownership beyond the average things you hear about principal and interest, taxes, insurance, because those add up. And if it starts adding up to two, three hundred dollars a month, that could put a strain on your budget. So you want to think about that and you want to be able to move forward. And I always say, if you're empowered with knowledge and you don't walk into this afraid, you ask the questions and you have, you have to, if you have to ask them 10 times to get the answer you feel is sufficient for you, do it. There are no stupid questions. You keep asking, you keep probing, you keep investing in yourself so you know what this buying process is like. You may never know to the extent that a seasoned realtor, banker, lender, or other professional is going to know, but you don't have to. But you have to know enough to make yourself feel that you're in control and confident. You know what's going on. You know the costs. You know where potential exposure is to additional future costs or monthly expenses, and you embrace that. Knowledge is king. There's no reason to go into any of this fearful. It's not rocket science, but for somebody who's not done this before or experienced it, it is pretty scary sometimes. You just feel like you're out of your element. Invest in time. Invest in education. Invest in asking questions. You can go on the internet, but understand there's a lot of information on the internet and not a lot, not some of it's just not very good. So you need to go to more than just one place. Go to several sites. Find sites that are trusted resources. <clears throat> could be the National Association of Realtors. Could be one of your real estate. I mean, Zillow, all of them. Go to several sites. Get the information about the same subject matter from five, six, seven, ten different sites. And of course, in between all the noise, you're going to find out the reality. And that's what's important. I'm so appreciate, appreciative of you guys listening in. <clears throat> Got a little bit of something caught in my throat. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I, again, thank you so much for listening. If you ever want to come down to this area in Mobile and connect with me, call me at 251-599-6375 or go to search Baldwin countyal.com or valpointrealestate.com have some great resources on those sites you can do a lot of research and have a great day don't worry about anything everything's always going to be fine things are going to be better every day and I believe that and I think that when you finally figure out where you are in your home searching process you're going to be fortified with all the right knowledge and understanding, get yourself a great real estate agent, get yourself a great mortgage lender, and you're going to be just fine. Have a great day. I'm going to have another great episode of Decoding Real Estate in Baldwin County for you. I will talk to you soon. Be well, everyone.